Welcome to the Subject Composition and Light Photography Podcast. Show notes, links and contact details can be found at robnunphoto.com. That's www.robnunphoto.com. SCL is a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network and loads of other great tech podcasts can be found over at www.techpodcast.com. Now on with the show. Hi everybody and welcome to SEL, the Subject, Composition and Light Photography Podcast. This is episode 213, um, recorded on the 2nd of February 2013. Hey, that's quite good, isn't it? And um, yeah, here we are again after a bit of a, a sojourn, after after a bit of a break, after Christmas. I haven't recorded a podcast for, I think it's three weeks, might even be four, so my apologies for... Uh, for my uh, lack of effort, but it's been incredibly busy at work and at home. Had lots of things, uh, lots of things going on. Um, I spent <laughs> most of my time covering other stores, going to stores, our, our stores at Southampton and Brighton. And there's been some bad weather as well, which is good for machine mark because bad weather, storms, floods means we sell lots of pumps and generators and things like that. Um, Suzanne's also got a new job, um, which she's uh, been at for the last three weeks, so that means uh, we've been busy at home as well, so she's enjoying that. Um, and yeah, but life is good, we're rolling through the winter. Um, we've had some snow here in the UK, some quite bad in, in lots of places actually, and as usual, you know, with the light dusting of snow, everything comes to a halt. Um, but uh, it's it's gone now. We're not having frosty mornings here in the in the south coast, and uh, I'm looking forward to it warming up, hopefully um, slightly. Although I haven't had much time to go up with my camera because I've been kind of working six days a week, I have had a couple of chances when I've got to went to other stores, particularly our Brighton store, to, when I got there a bit early to have a quick five minute photo walk. So I've been quite religious in taking my 350D. Uh, Canon DSLR with me wherever I go, <laughs> you know, into work and everything, just in case I get some spare time to go out and shoot with it. And um, I'm actually recording this podcast at 10 o'clock on Saturday night. Everybody's gone to bed. Um, there's nothing much on TV, and I thought I'll record it now. I might even upload it tonight as well. Um, and maybe I'll get a chance to go out with my camera tomorrow. I do enjoy these these sort of winter days when you can get incredibly blue skies um, and the, the atmosphere is very very crisp there appears to be loads of contrast everywhere um, and we've had a couple of days like that already um, the rest of the time it's just been nasty grayness so great for portraits but not so good for landscape and urban photography but anyway this week's podcast is a little bit of a a little bit of a wander through my thoughts about where I'm going to be taking the video side of rubnumphoto.com um, and uh, yeah just some just some thoughts aloud really and I'd like I'd appre- appreciate some input as well perhaps via emails um, to rubnumphoto.com via uh, scalespeeder at gmail.com um, because I do lots of 
I do lots of videos for the site over on the, the, uh, the over on YouTube. Um, and for example, recently I've been working on a Avedon book review. And I want to get a little bit more into videos this year because I know not everybody has the time or the inclination to read blog posts. Um, but you know, videos are always a good way of getting a lot of information across in a in a real compact form. You know, in a ten-minute video, you can um, describe things, show things, and uh, get ideas. And sh you know, it's the old idea. You know, show and tell. You know, I show you how I do do something then you can go and give it a go and it's a much better learning uh, method a much better teaching method than where sort of just reading about something and then seeing pictures um, and so you know I've been working on improving the quality <laughs> if you go over to rubnonphoto.com you haven't seen it already if you go, go to rubnonphoto.com go to the right hand side and scroll down a bit and there's I think this is my videos on YouTube now I have to warn you that I, over the years I've used many different cameras to to shoot my video, and one of the well, one of one of the many problems that I run into is old cameras um, with poor video quality, um, not enough light, so you end up with grainy video. Um, sometimes the video cameras, for some reason, when you record the audio, don't sync. And that's a problem with my Galaxy Nexus phone, actually. If you record a video on it, often the audio and the video go out of sync, so all the lips doesn't sync up. Um, and also the fact that I'm always using old PCs, old laptops and stuff, so they can't handle HD video. You know, they go to 640 by 480 and that's it. You know, you put, if I try and render a video on my laptop that, that's 720p, it's, it, it would take it 10 hours to do like a 15 minute video. So, yeah, that's out of the question. So, the quality isn't that good, but I've been working, always working towards trying to make it a bit better. So, my, my current setup that I've used a couple of times now, which seems okay, is I've got this really old little Canon PowerShot A490 that I uh, got free with the selfie CP800 photo printer that I got a couple of years ago. But it takes quite nice video. Um, and then to, to light the si to light me when I'm shooting inside, I've got a... Remember I talked about that macro ring flash? Well, it's not really a flash. It's an LED light that I got from the car boot um, Round about Christmas time, and that's super bright, and it seems to brighten things up. It makes the colour balance, balance go, off, go off a bit, and if you look at the videos, you see I'm a little bit blue, um, and the audio quality isn't brilliant, but it's okay. You know, it's better than it was, and it makes it watchable. Um, so now I've kind of got this go-to setup that that I know I can I can use that that isn't completely rubbish. You know, the question is, where do I go with video? You know, and that's what I've been thinking about. Because I've been kind of going around in my head how actual helpful instruction about photography really is, and whether it, it it helps us or hinders our artistic development, or whether sometimes being told how to do things could actually blinker our photographic style. You know, and although I enjoy doing videos and I enjoy writing blog posts and stuff, I don't want to be part of the um, the system, if you like. That, that says look you should do things this way you know if you want to take better photographs you should be doing this because I you know I don't believe that I think a photograph is is in the eye of the beholder a lot of the time you know if you think it's a great photograph and you enjoy taking and looking at that photograph you know all the power to you to someone else to come in and have a subjective opinion about whether the composition is okay whether it's sharp enough and all this sort of stuff you know 
I, I think that when you hear some people talking about or writing about photographs they'll often say how um, we see our photographs as special because we have an emotional involvement perhaps with the with the subject or the time you know that that photograph was taken say for example it was a photo of your kids and you love the photo because it's a photo of your kids and if somebody else looks at it they might you know they won't have that emotional involvement or maybe it was a like a sunset on on your honeymoon and that photo is important and brilliant to you because it reminds you of that sunset on your honeymoon and somebody else sees it as just a as a sunset and uh, pe people kind of criticize this and say, as though it's a bad thing but i don't think it is i mean i think in a in a world where billions of photos are uploaded every day you know the, the fact that a photo is personal to you is really really important um and so you know i shy away f from the idea of you know you do this and and you'll get better photographs i mean if you go to robnonphoto.com and, and look at some of the articles and on like the section that's called the courses you know in the past you know i do say about this stuff because it's a balance between are we artists or are we artisans you know is is a photograph and taking a photograph and producing a photograph a technical exercise or an artistic exercise of course the answer is it's something in between and it's different for different occasions and different for different um different people but at the moment i do all sorts of videos um quite randomly you know i, I do videos on the photo stuff i buy um the books i read any gear i've got um occasionally manufacturers send me stuff that i can play around with excuse me i'm just taking a quick sip of coffee um but I thought to ramp up the number of videos I've got on the site, I thought about doing a, a series of instructional videos about using kit um, and taking photos. But then I started to thought, well, wait a minute, I, I don't want, as I said before, I don't want to be the person who's saying that you use your kit in, in this way to get a better photograph. And, you know, in order to take a better photograph, you have to compose your picture this way. Because if we all follow the same guidelines or the same rules we all end up with the same photographs don't we they might be in different places but they all look the same i mean how many times do you look in a photo magazine now and look at the landscape shots and they'll be taken with a super wide angle lens the horizon will be on the rule of thirds and they'll probably be like a wet rock in the foreground yeah how many times i'm not saying these photographs aren't beautiful but you know there's a lot the same if you look at like um you know how wedding f photographers shots how many times do you see um uh the bride say a, a shot from above with a really short uh focal length sorry with a real short depth of field so her eyes are sharp and everything else is blurred how many times do you see a book that's open with a ring in it and the shadow makes a heart i'm not saying these photos are bad i'm just saying that there's lots of people following the same guidelines you know this is how to take a beautiful shot of a bride and you do it that way and it's like you know we end up with the same same pictures um and i kind of feel like you know the first time you pick up a camera you're full of passion and enthusiasm for taking photographs you know and you're taking photos of all types of things um you break the rules because you don't know the rules and this naivety and this spontaneity is the essence of originality and you do make a lot of mistakes um, but as long as you're looking at your images so you can decide what you like you know, perhaps the self-taught photographer who doesn't read books on composition and style will actually develop their own distinctive style a lot quicker 
than a photographer who's looked at the advice about composition and adjusted the photos, you know, asked other people's opinions, you know, because spontaneity is lost. You know, and as we delay pressing the shutter to make sure we've got the subject on the rule of thirds, the horizon is straight, there's no b distraction in the background, etc., etc., we lose that um we lose that moment you know we lose as um cartier bresson said the decisive moment because you know the rule-based photographer will learn the guides and as, as i said before you know if we follow the rules too closely all our photos end up looking too similar and and originality will be dismissed and any style you develop will be generic you know at the, at the very best so I think maybe one of the answers to this is, is kind of if you've already started learning the rules which we all have haven't we we've all read hundreds of photo magazines and listened to advice you've got to kind of push past it and almost unlearn the rules push those guides into your subconscious or at least try to absorb them so much they become kind of second nature you know you know but but you've still got to subvert them um, so you're not actually thinking about them too much so you can bend them and break them to develop our own style and as I've kind of been thinking about these these things about you know what type of videos to do of course the real answer is there is no answer you know different people develop their own style in different ways there is no right or wrong studying the rules might work for you I know it works for me you know when you think about you're in front of a scene and you think right how am I going to photograph this when you're running through ideas you know right okay I could I could do a wide angle to get everything in I could get down low I could get get up a little bit high maybe I could go with a longer focal length to zoom in all this sort of stuff that helps me decide um, or maybe you're, you're an ad hoc shooter you know you just just look shoot and, and then you're happy with it but I, I have kind of come to some conclusions that have worked for me and, and, it, and I have kind of talked about this stuff before but I think the core of what I believe is something you know that I've said before is that the key to becoming better is taking lots of photos and looking at lots of photos um, but when I say look at lots of photos what I mean is lots of curated good photographs so for me that I tend to mean photos in professional uh, well not prof magazines you know magazines like National Geographic Vogue Elle um, Home and Style you know a, a magazine where photographers are being paid to produce photos not how-to magazines you know, not not digital photo not better photo etc all those or books that have been commissioned by publishers for photo photographers to do because that element of curation that filtration of someone actually saying right I'm going to pay you money to do this therefore I must have good photographs I, th <laughs> I think that's like the acid test I'm not saying there aren't any good photographs taken by people who don't get paid to do it but you know you, you do have to some, because there are so many photographs around you know how do you decide what's good and beyond looking at photograph saying that's good by going to some of these more I don't like using the word but, but professional magazines that can definitely help and it does help to read guides and how to's up to a point and revisit them regularly um, but I think you've got to be looking at the photos of the greats
I think you do have to learn the technical side of your kit. Um, I think it helps to understand guidelines of composition, how colours and, and contrast can affect your photos, how different lenses and distances can change things. But I think this understanding is only the beginning and a foundation upon which we build our own style purely by taking lots of photographs and also understanding that behind every single great image that there is that you've seen on the internet or in a magazine there are maybe a hundred or a thousand that didn't make the grade you know in order to get that cover shot for whatever it is for National Geographic that photographer might have spent a year on that on that um, story and have taken thousands of photos and in order to get that good one photo all the others are there in order to get that fashion shoot in that magazine there might only be say five or six photos in the magazine but there will be hundreds that they've taken and they've edited it down to get that one and uh, the idea that a professional photographer isn't someone who simply gets paid to take photographs. A professional photographer is someone who can deliver the goods, who can tackle a subject, I think, in a number of different ways. To have a vision for what they want to create, but not be tied to that vision. Because I think it's very difficult to know you've got a shot in the bag while you're on a location, while you're walking around on a photo walk. And you do have to try different angles, different lenses, different compositions, different approaches, and keep pushing to taking lots of photos, and then being your own editor to pick the winner, if you like, in your post-processing um, workflow. So I think that if you, unless you're really artistically gifted or very lucky, you'll have to improve your photography with those methods. You know, learn the technicalities, the basics of composition, then take and look at lots and lots and lots of photos. And I think as you become more experienced, you kind of know what works in different situations. Um, but you've still got to have that ability and willingness to mix it up to bring a freshness and originality to your images. So, and, so, and I'm not saying I'm there, you know, I still consider myself a beginner photographer, definitely. You know, I enjoy the process of going out and taking photographs and then editing them, uh, I'm not too fond of, but I like sharing them. Um, so if we go back to my original question about what type of videos I should be making, excuse me, another sip of coffee. I think it's it's got it's got to come from a question from the watcher rather than a direction from me. Um, you know, I think that the first questions we all have is and they're valid ones as well, is the technical questions about how to use and get the best out of our camera, out of our flash, out of our tripod, etc. And knowing how it works and in how you can use different settings or lenses or techniques to get different artistic results is very, is very important because it gives you options and it gives you choices. And it also can teach you when not to have too many choices, you know. Uh, if you've only got one camera and one lens, your choices are very simple. You know, you've got to work that subject in a different way. But at the same time, it is also worth looking at the guidelines for composition, horizons, rule of thirds, leading lines, etc. Because these are the clues that can help guide us when we're unsure about how to represent a particular scene. And I think by 
by understanding some of these things and by working a scene or working a subject lots of different ways you can then afterwards use your own um, preferences if you like to pick the photographs that you think are best and that will be your style so I think I'll carry on with the reviews of all the different kits bringing my thoughts on the gear I acquire because it's fun and it drives the video stream forwards um, but I think I'm also going to try and do some instead of the, lots of the videos tend to be me sitting there and saying right this is a this is a camera light stand for example this is what it looks like this is how it works this is what I think but not really using it so I think I'd like to do some video tutorials that are like you know how to how to create particular styles of photos like um, Peter Hurley or um, David Bailey headshots that sort of stuff high and low key stuff but all done with the budget basic kit that I have so there we go I don't know if I've really answered my question about what type of videos I want to do but you know it's I think it's kind of helped me kind of focus and define how maybe I should be moving forward with the video side of the website but what would really help me and this goes for the videos posts episodes of the podcast as well if you want to email me with ideas that would be really good just scalespeeder at gmail.com that's s-c-a-l-e-s-p-e-e-t-e-r at gmail.com um, with videos that maybe you would like to see or ideas for that I could use because I would find that very very helpful indeed and what I do the way I uh, kind of decide on this and organize it I have a, a little task list and I put ideas for videos in it you know when I get round to doing it I'll do it like uh, the latest book the latest book etc so there we go I, I'm, I I hope you're still with me after this ramble and um, yes so there we go anyway that's enough for this week um, just a uh, quick thanks to Stuart Baker who actually popped into my store a couple of weeks ago um, and said hello which was nice nice to meet uh, a listener um, and he's emailed me some great links as well to look at so welcome aboard Stuart welcome to um, the uh, SEL and the RobNumphoto.com community make sure you get on over to Flickr and join the group it's free um, so thanks everybody on Flickr putting their photos in the group great work going on there I know I need to put my finger out and actually take some photos for the uh, January February photo assignments which I haven't done thanks everybody for going over and checking out the blog writing the iTunes reviews if you've got a spare five minutes fire up iTunes find the SCL photography podcast and put a little review add some stars that would help thanks to Everyday Jones for the intro and outro music you can find their stuff for free download at everydayjones.com but most of all thanks you for downloading and listening to the podcast my name's Rob from robnonphoto.com and hopefully pretty soon I'll see you on Flickr <laughs>